Hello, this is Aubin Palmer and welcome to Everyday Thriving, Business Success for Women. Listen to this podcast if you're ready to step into your full power as a woman running a business and stop using the models you've seen the men use. I want to help you learn how to go with the flow, use your intuition, and not hustle to create the business you want and thrive. Let's go. Hey there, it is Aubin with you again this week, and this is a very interesting episode because it is not only my second time recording it, but it's several weeks later that I'm recording it because I've just been having malfunctions with my software on my computer. Um, it froze after I first reco- recorded this this topic, and it wouldn't let me save or download it outside of GarageBand. And I asked my husband, who's so good with computers, to come get it for me without it deleting. And he tried everything and he did something that shut down the software and it lost it. And it was it was so funny because I decided to just go read a book while he worked on it. And I said, no matter what happens, things are good. And I just felt so calm and decided, oh, I'm just going to record this again tomorrow. And then something weird happened. I don't know if he did something when he was trying to save it or what, but I couldn't hear what I was recording. It looked like it was recording. It showed it was recording, but I couldn't hear it back. And I wanted to make sure I do my own editing, if you don't know. And so I wanted to be able to make sure these podcasts were good for you and hear what I recorded. And so I've been working with that for a couple of weeks. So in the meantime, I've been doing interviews and I use a different system to record that. So it all worked out, but then now it's here time again that I said, okay, I think this topic is really important and I think people need to hear this. And so I am recording this again for you. So getting right to the point, the topic for today is knowing what is true. And true is a very big word. I mean, we want to always know what's true. A lot of people are even identified as truth seekers, but what I'm referring to is what you are thinking. And our brains love to think that everything that we are thinking is true. And so if you don't actually consciously slow down and pause and ask this question, is it true? Your default will always be, yes, it's true. Everything I think is true. But we all know we have so many thoughts that are not true. And especially in a big venture, risky, vulnerable thing like running a business, there can be so many thoughts that you have that you just think are true and you move forward and you make decisions on and it can cause so much overwhelm and stress and worry and frustration and make you do big actions that you really don't want to do all because of the thoughts you're thinking that you think by default are true. And this question, is it true, is a golden coaching question. Um, It comes from Byron Katie, who really uses it in her work. And I love using it with my clients. It's, It's just such a good question because as you're looking at a problem you're going through right now with your business and feeling frustrated, feeling overwhelmed, whatever you may be feeling, It's so good to go back to what you think is causing the problem, which is always a thought, and ask yourself, is this true? 
Now, what you need to do when you're dissecting if something is true is really think, is this undeniably, perfectly, without a doubt, everyone would agree, and there's no way it could be thought of differently. Is kind of another way of thinking, is it true? And I want to give you some examples of this with just in general and then very specific with business to help you really, really see the power this has of your mind just thinking everything is true and really identifying what is true, which affects your emotions and the actions and results you get in your business so, so much. So example number one, my little girl, um, my girls both started school recently in they're young elementary school and she came home from school the first week or so and was just distraught because she felt like she didn't have any friends. And when I would ask her, well, why can't you make more friends? Why can't you talk to people? She said, everybody else already has their friends from last year because she went to, to a different school for kindergarten and she felt like everyone else already had friends from last year. And so in her mind, she had no friends. No one would ever be her friend and she shouldn't go to school ever again. Now, I give this example because it's so easy for us as moms and women and adults to see that this isn't true. We've all lived this. We've seen this, that with time, she'll meet people. She'll talk to people. Things will warm up. And we, I helped her with that and we kept thinking of things she could do to talk to people. But I asked her, is it true that you have no friends? I really asked her this. Like, I love having coaching behind my back to help with momming, right? And, and she said, well, no, I don't. And then we thought about, well, do you have friends that aren't in your class right now? Have you made friends before in previous years of school? And looking at was true that she had friends from other years of school, even if they weren't in her class, and that she'd been in similar situations before of having to learn and make new friends. It just softened this belief that I have no friends and no one will ever be my friend. But her brain was believing it to be so true because it was all she could think to feel safe in this environment where she wasn't automatically having a friend like other people in the class. So this sounds so obvious to you, I'm sure, because, right, a little kid, small, harmless example. But I love using examples from kids because sometimes it's so good for us to see that it's just as as dramatic and overwhelming to them with little things like friends for them as it is with your business for you. And this is just a matter of self-awareness and really working with yourself and loving yourself to see that our brains are there to protect us. Survival brain, right? It's just trying to make sure you're okay. And the kind of thoughts you're having about your business might be similar to this. I have no friends and no one will ever be my friend. But if you don't pause and consciously look at them and see these are not true thoughts, and it's not serving me to think this, then your brain's just going to believe it and react to it so much. So some thoughts that I know that may be going through your brain, things like no one is watching my content. No one is buying my offers. I'm doing something wrong. I'm not good enough at marketing. I will abandon my family if I grow any more in my business. I don't have enough time to do everything. I can't charge more for what I do. Look at these statements. 
and yours might not be exactly like this, but similar. And if you slow down and ask, is it true? You can see some of the fallacy in these kind of statements. No one is watching my content. Does that mean you have absolutely, literally no views? Like it's so absolute of a way of looking at it. And instead of saying no one is watching my content, you could say who is watching my content? How could I connect with those three people more, even if it was that low? How could I warm them up and connect with them and make them feel comfortable to buy what I'm selling? And just from that jump to that jump, you see, when you say to yourself, no one is watching my content, you believe it as if it's literally no one. But if you ask yourself, is this true? Is it true that no one is watching my content and are really honest? Three people are, and I'm sure it's more than three for you, but I give this example because people are people. If three people are watching your content, that's three people. And you grow and expand by serving those three, by thinking of those three when you make more content, by caring about those three people. No one is buying my offers. Now, this I have heard from people that are very successful, doing great, but this thought just keeps replaying in their mind. And if I ask, is it true? They'll say, well, yeah, I've had clients before. Yeah, I've had people buy my product before, but no one's buying right now. But look at that's not the same. And so recognizing, okay, people have bought my offers. And why just because no one's buying in this moment, does it mean that no one has? Is it true? And even if you have not sold anything yet, which might be the case, you can still say, is it true that no one ever will buy my offer? Or do I just need to find a new way to market it? It, it just shuts you down to say something like this, that no one is buying my offers. Why would you try? Why would you keep doing it if you believe no one ever has and no one ever will buy my offer? That's what you're saying to yourself when you say this, but that is that true? No, I'm sure you've had people buy from you before and more will come, but looking at that and realizing it is not true, so empowering to shift to what you want to be doing in your business. I'm doing something wrong. This one was especially something my brain liked to think a lot about everything. Um, if I felt like there could be any sort of concern or not reaching the goals I wanted to, my brain just defaulted to, I'm doing something wrong. I'm doing something wrong. I'm doing something wrong. And asking, is it true? Is really empowering with this question because I mean, when I would ask this question, I'm like, well, yeah, I probably could be, but I would then ask, well, what am I doing wrong? And I wouldn't know. And this is a point of that, even if I could potentially be doing something wrong, the fact that I didn't know and I was doing everything right that I did know, so much more building of confidence, right? If I say, I'm doing something wrong, I shut down, I give up. If I say, I'm doing everything I know how, and I'm going to explore new things I could do to still get things that I want, to grow and be better at what I'm doing very different. And asking, is it true? And seeing if I'm doing something wrong, what am I doing wrong? And not knowing, because I never knew, I just thought I'm doing something wrong. It helps so much to 
be more open and say, I'm learning and figure things out and, and keep trying to be curious and not just shut down and give up. I'm not good enough at marketing. I hear this one so much. People will have clients, will have Instagram, will have a podcast, will have all these things they're doing to market and they just still believe I'm not good at marketing. So if you ask yourself with full honesty, is it true? Would you have any of that if you weren't good at marketing? What is good at marketing even mean? People think they have to be the super successful millionaires with all the tricks and investments and people that work for them to be good. Is that the only definition of good? Think about it though. If you're telling yourself you're not good at marketing, that shuts you down. You're not going to want to do it. You're going to give up. It feels so limiting that you'll never be able to be good at it. But what if you are good at it right now with what you know, what you're doing, and you're going to keep getting better? And that's true with everything. Like disclaimer here, I use, I challenge the word good in everything because it's not just, am I a good mom? Am I a good marketer? Am I a good coach? Am I a good product creator? Am I a good whatever it is? Like good is so relative. And what if just believing you're good now, there's nothing you need to do differently to be good. You're just good. Bottom line. Default lowest you can go is good. And then you're always trying to get better how much better does that feel? Instead of having to go from bad to good, you are good and you're always getting better. And it takes away the failure and the defeat and you are good. You're good enough today in whatever it is, I promise. And when you really look at it and ask, is it true with this kind of thing, if it's marketing or whatever, it will help you so much. This next one comes up a lot too. I will abandon my family if I grow anymore in my business. It might be different words, maybe not abandon, but I won't spend enough time. I'll be so busy. I won't get to be with them. That same kind of idea. And I loved it. It was a a newer client the other day. This came up and she said, I know my business is working and I just need to do one little thing of writing some copy on my website and then I'll publish it and people are going to come to it and it's going to work and it'll be too much and I won't spend time with my family. So I've been procrastinating writing this little page of copy for my website and publishing it. And isn't that interesting that when she saw, first she just brought that she's been procrastinating for the website and I asked why and we got to, well, I don't want to be spending too much time for my family and I, it will be so good that I'll be gone and I don't want that. And then I ask, is it true? And it's so empowering to see you have the choice of what you do. Our brains just think, oh, if I have all this stuff going on, then I'm just going to be busy and I will not spend time with my family. Just so absolute. So that's what's going to happen and taking away all your power of choosing what you do. If your business actually got a thousand people on it the second you published your website, which is a little extreme of an example, but this is what I said to her too, to see that even if you did that, you have a choice how to react. You have a choice to say, okay, I'm going to serve 10 a day and then I'll be with my family. I'm going to hire someone to help me do this because obviously I have a lot of business. I'm going to contract this out because this is too much for me. You 
always have options of how you spend your time. Always, always, always. And deciding as my business grows, I am going to keep this boundary and I will never let it replace this certain amount of time that I want to spend my with my family. That is always your choice. And believing that, oh, if my business is successful, then I'm not going to spend time with my family. Why would you then want to build your business? And it was this little thing of writing copy for her page that she was just procrastinating, procrastinating, procrastinating because of this fear of success and leaving her family and not spending time with them. But when you look at what's in your power and that it is not truth, it's just assuming and it's stopping her from growing her business. But now when she saw, I get to grow my business so easily and she works on the page and publishes it because she believes I want this business to grow and I want to prioritize my family just as much and I will never abandon my family. I will never stop being around them. That is true. That is who you are. You know what is true for you. And so that is so important to realize when you have something like procrastination with a little project in your business to look at why you're procrastinating it. And it's usually something like this, some thought that you think is true by default subconscious and then looking at it and saying, is it true? We'll change it all for you. This also goes with a thought. Lots of people say, I don't have enough time to do everything. Everything very broad and then very narrow to say, I don't have enough time. So ask, is it true? And people initially will say, usually, well, yeah, I don't have enough time. We'll say, well, what is everything? Everything you've chosen to do, everything you're just doing by default, not even looking at it, everything you want to do. Do you have enough time to do everything you want to do? If we looked at your list of to-dos and narrowed it down and delegated and deleted things that you don't want to do, could you have enough time to do everything you want to do? Is it true that you don't have enough time to do everything you want to do? And looking at that is so empowering because again, your brain is just believing it on default and it is stopping you from seeing that you do have the ability to do what you want to do. The time, time is yours. You create the time you want to do what you want. And I get that question all the time. How do you do everything you do? And I always just smile and say, because it's everything that I want to do. And I always make time for what I want to do. And it's not like some strategy. It's not some like formula of how to have more time. It's honoring who you are and doing what you want to do and knowing I always have time to do what I want to. How am I going to use my time? I am going to be so aware of what I'm doing and choose to do what I want to do and always have enough time to do it. So when you next time hear yourself saying, I don't have enough time, Ask yourself, is it true? And see what you can come up with and see that how that thought is not serving you, not helping you believe in it, and is stopping you from really moving forward with doing what you want to do every day with the time that you have. And this last one has to do with money, which is always a fun topic. Um, I talk about this a lot with people and... I can't charge more for what I do. Is it true? 
Now, usually there's a lot of other stuff going on underneath this kind of statement because it has to do with how much you feel comfortable charging, how much you feel confident in what you're doing, how much you're worried about what people will pay and if they're not going to pay if it costs more. But when we ask, is it true? Usually there's many people charging much more for the same product or service. And with charging price, it is so good to see that you create the value, you create the price. And I love using examples of like purses. You go to like a coach store or a Kate Spade store for a purse and they're very expensive purses versus if you go to Target or Walmart, they're like $20 versus $500. And you could say, well, it's a purse and maybe it's nicer quality. It has a little bit better material built into it, but really it's a purse. So why do the people at these other bigger brands have the ability to charge more for a purse? Because they want to. It comes right down to that. They wanted to create a brand of luxury, of high price, and they did. Now, I'm not saying you have to make a brand that is like Coach or Kate Spade or Louis Vuitton or whatever, right? You get to be who you are. But when you're at this point of dissonance of like, I feel like I need to charge more, but I can't charge more. This is where it is good to say, is it true? And even if you don't end up charging more, recognizing that you could, you could charge whatever you want, but you want to come to a place of charging what feels good to you. What feels like you are really able to serve people and give them more than they even pay for. And you feel so good talking about it and saying it. And when they ask what the price is, you're like, yes, here is the price. I would love to sell this product or service to you. I believe in it. What do you think? Such a different energy than always thinking I'm not charging enough, but I can't charge more. And I'm stuck in this space. And again, your brain is believing it is true. I just touched on just a bunch of different little subjects that come in, up with business for my clients. And I hope if any of these are a big area for you and you're asking this question and you're stuck and you feel like, I'm not sure that you reach out to me, always at my email or my Instagram, Aubin Palmer Coaching. And I think that it is so important that you see and find this ability to see what is true because if you just let it run on default the rest of your life for your business or your life, you are just limiting yourself so much and believing it's true, creating all these feelings and suffering for yourself that are hard. And then it changes all of your decisions, the actions you take, and you don't get what you're wanting. But learning to ask if it is true and really look at it the way I went through with these examples with you today and learning to see, is it true? How is this limiting me? Most of the time, if it's coming to question, it's not true. <laughs> and being able to learn how to see how it really is true, what is true, and letting go of what's capturing you, stopping you, blocking you. Oh, just being aware of it that it's not true is so freeing. It changes everything. It is such an empowering way to look at what's going on in your business and your life and take back the power. I talk about power all the time because it is my passion to empower you as a woman to feel the power you have and learning to say, is it true? 
helps you re feel that power that's there. You're just not using it. You're not seeing it. So looking at this power, feeling it by just this simple question can change your life literally. And I hope that looking at this today has helped you to see the power that you really have to decide what is true in your life, to believe what you want is true in your life and to create the life and business that you want. All right. I will see you again next week. Thank you so much for listening today. And if this episode has helped you at all, all I ask is that you share it with somebody or leave a review. Doing these little things can change people's lives and it makes a big impact on how many people are able to hear what I am teaching and help us all thrive as women in business. All right. I will see you next week.